0: tucked in, because you were now in bed with Dr. Silver Dr. Sue. Dr. Sue. Dr. Sue. Dr. Sue. Dr. Sue.
1: Screams of you little fuckers for Locktober. We all know that that's you. Good evening, my little ghouls. Welcome to Locktober and welcome to In Bed with Doctor Sue. I'm your host, the non-Doctor Sue, the non-Doctor Sue, or at this time of the year, Maleficent. And we'll be discussing my love of Maleficent and the actual tale behind the character, the non-Disney version with my guest, Key Barrett, along with our reason for being here tonight, chastity and female-led relationships. Key will be discussing both... I'm actually turning into Dracula sitting here. Key will be discussing both his latest book, Locked in Love, How Two Weeks in Chastity Can End the Barter System, Renew Courtship and Make a Better Husband, and his previous book, Surrender, Submit, Serve Her, the definitive guide to enacting female leadership and embracing the female-dominated household. The number to call in with your questions for Key is 657-383-0031, and we'll be happy to answer those questions when Key is with us shortly. But first... We have some shout-outs and some info for you guys. By the way, I hope this finds all you guys well, except for our own Sir Beast, our Sir William, who's feeling crappy right now. I hope you feel better soon, and hopefully we will hear from him later. Um, Well, okay. Despite being this, being my favorite time of year, it's also cold and flu season, so you guys try and stay healthy as you can out there. Um, Right off the bat, I want to say hi to Kehlani Torres. Now, boys, if you don't know about Keilani, get over to her Twitter right now. It's at T-O-R-R-E-S underscore K-A-I-L-A-N-I. Trust me. Just go do it right now. You'll see what I mean. <laughs> hi to Angela St. Lawrence, who this time has wine. I'm going to say tonight's word if you're drinking along, if you're doing the In Bed with Dr. Sue drinking game. Tonight's word is device, because we don't want you two-totaled. So every time you hear us say the word device, take a shot, a sip, a toke, or if you're at the gym, take a drink of water. Uh, Let's see, what else? Ooh, if you haven't listened to all the sex radio with Mark and Rebecca on the Demon Seed Radio Network... You really need to head over to allthesexpodcast.com and start binge listening right now. Awesome podcast. You can also find a list of podcasts on Sue and com at podcast guide. If you just take a look, we've got a podcast guide up there. And if you guys have any of your favorites, and if they're not there, just hit contact and send them to me, and I'm more than happy to add them to our podcast guide Hi to Cheryl. You know her as Hushes on Twitter. She's also the owner of Cheap Phone Sex with Cheryl. You guys got to hit her up. And, of course, hi to Agent Vandala on Twitter. You'll find her enigmatically delicious. Go find the agent. 007 has nothing on this bitch. Seriously. Okay, um, what else? As you guys may or may not know, I have dumped the adult business news because no one cares. (laughs) swear to God, um, fostaupdates.com is set to expire on November 3rd, and that's going to be the end of it. Why? A um, few reasons. I didn't just make the decision lightly, so it's not like I just pulled the plug. There is no one going to the website now that the whole FOSTA thing has faded to essentially black, and that's human nature. Unless it's right in our face, we don't bother with it. Um, also, when I put out info that I compile to help you with your business, I get tired of being the messenger that gets shot. Um, most of you guys, you don't see most of what goes on. It's, just, it's insane. Um, so when you add that up, and I'm spending money to keep the site out there, like it's costing me money, it just doesn't make sense. So it's all being shut down. It, now, it doesn't mean, okay, and when I made that announcement on Twitter, I know some of you were bummed, but here's the deal. If it's big, I'm always going to cover it. You guys know that. So I'm always going to let you know what's going on. So you don't have to worry about that, but there is nothing, okay? You guys, get this through your head. There is nothing, I mean nothing, that I did that you cannot do for yourself. It's called Google. It's called educate yourself. Stop looking for other people to do the work for you. Pull up your big girl and big boy pants and take control of your business. And always remember this. No matter how much you whine, cry, moan, complain, or bitch, what we do is still illegal for the most part. Escorting, illegal. Pro dom, illegal. Financial domination, really illegal. And I'm positive that if given enough incentive, they'll probably find phone sex illegal too. Therefore, you always need to have your ear to the ground if you choose to work in this industry we call sex. And tonight, I actually have some update. I have an update, one update for you, and then some more news. Um, da-dum, da-dum, da-dum. Well, I have some bad news, actually. The Freedom Foundation, if you'll recall on adult business news, the Freedom Foundation was suing the United States government, basically saying that Foster was unconstitutional. And unfortunately, the case fell flat, and the judge threw it out. Cal surprise. So, end of, and again... Michael Faderossi told you, and I've told you as well, you're not going to get anyone to say that an anti-human trafficking law is bad. It would be political suicide. So we thank the Freedom Foundation for trying. You know, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to vote in the upcoming midterms. Anyways, on a happier note, Dennis Hoff croaked today. Yeah, I went there. You'll recall I told you about the Nevada Bunny Ranch owner and how he was proclaiming himself to be the Trump of Pahrump political candidate in Nevada. Oh, and that little, weird little tiny thing about all the alleged rapes he did. Well, he died today, ending his reign of misogynistic terror on the hardworking women at his brothels and sparing the citizens of Nevada district, whatever his district was, of having to choose. Four one for karma, exit stage left boys, I'm sorry we have no lovely parting gifts for you. Now karma, if you can just give a little listen here, if you could just aim a little more east, you know, maybe just a little bit more into D.C., just a suggestion, there's lots to pick from, you do you. Anyways, enough with the tomfoolery, we'll be right back.
2: When you white boys first landed on the coast of Africa, you were mesmerized by Big Mandingo Black Cock. In the middle, you hanged black men from trees for even looking at white women because you knew your women needed Big Black Cock. In the present, chickens have come home to roost. White cuckolds are on their knees, holding back the ankles of the women they love and desire and offering them up to Big Black Cock so they can be bred and seeded, so you can listen to your women quiver and convulse in pleasure while hearing them groan and scream in octaves you've never heard before. This is more than lust. This is evolution. As the ozone decreases and UV rays increase, the human race will evolve. That's why black men are blacking your women, breeding your women, and creating a darker race for tomorrow. Chickens have come home to roost. You know that your women need big black cock, and now you white boys need it too. This is Naima, the BBC dealer. Visit my website, worshipbigblackcock.com, to hear the truth that Becky can never tell you. Who wouldn't want more time?
1: Time to make more money or spend with your family? Well, Lisa Jones at Assistant Services is here to give you back that time. Assistant Services is a virtual assistant service capable of handling your email, research, travel reservations, personal appointments, and so much more. Why lose more of your precious time when Lisa Jones at Assistant Services can take the menial tasks off of your hands. To find out more about Lisa and Assistant Services, including rates, simply go to assistant-services.org or Lisa's Twitter at assistant-svcs. Take back your time and get on with living with Lisa Jones and assistant-services.org.
3: Hi, it's Kimmy Kaboom here. Would you like to call or text me? How about if I told you I would give you $5 to get started? That's right. Sign up at textkimmy.com and get $5 to get started. You don't even have to use a credit card to get signed up. It doesn't get any easier than that. Wouldn't you love to see my naughty pics? I look forward to hearing from you.
1: Lucifer, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. I know you've been extremely busy, especially the last few months, running the White House.
0: Ha, 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 deep state cabal, my ass. Who else could get someone like Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court?
1: But you're here today for another reason, aren't you?
0: Yes, yes, yes. As you know, this is my Favorite time of year.
1: Well, yeah, of course.
0: I want to remind all my friends of this year's fetish and fantasy Halloween Ball. On Saturday, October 27th, at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. They call it Sin City after me, you know. I've heard.
1: So what goes on at the Fetish and Fantasy Halloween Ball?
0: Oh, it's devilish fun. Evil clowns, the insanatorium, a human zoo, much prettier than the one at the White House, I might add. Eight DJs, and hell! You can even get your spank on in the Red Room of Pleasure. Plus, an entire expo for you to buy all your torturous toys. Mmm.
1: And In Bed with Dr. Sue has been able to get everyone some freakishly low prices for tickets to this year's ball. You can still save 10 to $70 on each ticket, but you better hurry up because the skyboxes have already sold out and VIP is going fast. To save on all your fetish and fantasy tickets, head to InBedWithDrSue.com or TheDrSueReview.com and click on the link and enter promo code RUBBER at the Ticketmaster checkout to get your discounts.
0: And the turnout better be good or I'm sticking around Washington until 2024. That seems harsh. It's what I do. You know... Your Uncle Lou misses you. I know, I know. I've been busy. Too busy to visit.
1: Ow! There's my Nima. Oh, my Nima. By the way, I have to... I forgot another hello. I forgot to say hello to Nima's husband, Rich. Hi, Rich. Um, let's see. What else have I got to do tonight? Oh, I've got a tour announcement tonight, and that is for the gorgeous Danielle Lilly, or you might know her as Danielle Squirts. She is seriously coming to a city near you over the next several months. Her tour schedule is huge, and the best way for you to find out when she'll be in your city is to go to her website, daniellesquirts.com schedule. If you're going on tour or hitting up a conference and want to have me announce it on the tour report, right here on the show, just head to Sue.com and click on Contact. And in the drop-down, you'll see Tour Report. Just click on that and fill out the form, and I'll get it on the show. And that works for birthdays, too. I've just streamlined everything on the website, which means it's time for birthdays. Belated birthday wishes go out to Muse, whose birthday was on October the 9th. Also, Lady Lana's was on October the 13th. Now, tomorrow, October the 17th, is Sweet Simone Welsh's birthday. On October the 20th, it's Legendary Dom Goddess Sadie's birthday. On October 27th, it's Super Kitty Kitty Divine's birthday. And the lucky bitch herself, Sarinda Wallace. Has the birthday I will covet for all my days and never have. Sin with Sarinda was born on Halloween Day, October 31st. Sorinda's listening right now. Hi, Sorinda. Now, in November, we have Inanna Edwards on the 6th and Amberly Rothfield on the 9th. Happy birthday to all these lovely ladies. And be sure to hit up InBedWithDrSue.com and click on birthdays to find these ladies' list. And ways to tribute and show your love. If you have a birthday and you want it announced here on Twitter, just go to InBedWithDrSue.com and click on Contact. Once again, you'll see the drop-down and click on Birthday. Fill out that form. See? Super fast, super easy. So there you go. That's that. That's the end of our birthdays. Um, Now, just so you know, That same contact link on InBed, which is the one I just finished fluffing and folding for you guys, will also bring you to the writer's promo submission form. If you have written anything you want promoted, you know I love promoting my writers. doesn't matter. Blog posts, articles, erotica, short stories, nonfiction, poetry, doesn't matter. I'm happy to let folks know about it in our Sexy Scribe segment, which is right now. And this month 's sexy scribes are Sharon Ferns Ferns has written a series of books called The Dom Chronicles, just to name a few The Dom Chronicles The Dom Chronicles is an, an you wonder why this is right here telling you why I pre-record some shit. This is why I have impossible speaking skills anyways, um, where was I? The Dom Chronicles just to name a few anyways, The Dom Chronicles is an anthology of femdom erotica offering. Intimate strobe light glimpses into hot BDSM play between a female dominant and her boy. This is femdom romance explored with visceral sexuality. Fern's books are available on Amazon, of course, and links to all of her social media, website, and of course to the Dom Chronicles themselves are available on InBedWithDrSue.com on the new page, Sexy Scribes. Um, our next lascivious literary queen is the delightful Kylie Gable. Kylie, too, writes short stories and also has a hugely popular series called Cassie and Cassandra, The Dom and Her Mom, of which I believe we are at part six right now. And this particular series answers the age-old question, where do doms come from? Mommy, where do doms come from? We should say dom The answer is dominant women tend to have very dominant daughters. I can actually attest to that. To catch the diabolical adventures of Cassie and Cassandra, hit up the Sexy Scribe link on InBedWithDrSue.com where, again, all of the ways you can find Kylie, her website, her, she even has a Nightflirt account, so be sure to hit up our dear Kylie on Sexy Scribes. Now, there's another writer who was brought to my attention by femdom writer Edward Cantor. We love you, Edward. Edward sent me a link to Tested by Destruction, which is a story by Jane Davitt on Dreams Made Flesh on Patreon, Patreon, whichever way you want to say it, tomato, tomato. I love the tone of this book. I've read it. it it's, not, it's not a book. It's a short story. but It's awesome. It's an awesome story. Um, again, femdom, but it's from kind of a different perspective. and you'll, perspective, You're going to have to see what I mean. Get over there, read it. You'll love it. You can also read Edward Cantor on Dreams Made Flesh as well. And there's also a whole bunch of other really good up-and-coming, you know, um, femdom erotica writers that are on Dreams Made Flesh on Patreon. Again, all the links are available on the Sexy Scribes tab on InBedWithDrSue.com. If you've written anything, you know I'm happy to promote it. Again, go to contact, click on the writer promo link, fill out the form. You can send me your work 24-7 so, if you, so you don't forget because you know we're only on once a month. The reason why we're only on once a month, by the way, because everybody's like, well, you're not on enough. It, it, number one, if I do this too much, I get burnt out and I don't want to do that. I got burnt out before doing the show and I'm not going to do that. Number two, this allows me to have more time that if something happens such as FOSTA, we can jump in and we don't have to worry about rescheduling anybody. So it's just, it, it works better doing it once a month. So if that's why you're wondering, do it. Um, but that about does it for shout-outs and announcements. I'm going to be right back with my guest, Key Barrett, right after these messages.
3: This message is for flirts on Night Flirt, looking for help with listing design and coding. Robin Wildheart provides a service that does all the listing coding for you. Go to dirtylittlerobin.wixsite.com slash wildheartdesigns to see how fast and easy it is to get all your listing codings done. You don't pay a thing until you're 100% satisfied. With how the listing looks. Again, that's dirtylittlerobin.wixsite.comslash wildcard designs. Send Robin an email on Nightflirt today and get your new listing up by tomorrow. It's just that easy. Do you crave to escape from the ordinary? Hi, I'm Goddess Genevieve. I am a sensual, erotic hypnotist and very creative cosplayer. And I use my silky, soft, velvety, sensual dominance to weave my control all the way into those special spots of your mind where you feel absolutely safe, safe and warm and incredible. And now, very intrigued. So, come
0: on, kneel
3: before me and let's start your good boy training And the Siren Voice Goddess.com. S I R E N
4: What up, world? It's the cock, k Cocky, and you're in bed with Dr. Sue. Go check out my new album, Spice Walker, at cockavelli.bandcamp.com.
1: Yee, we love you, Cocky. Okay, we're back. If you have any questions about chastity or female-led relationships, please feel free to give us a call right now. Get in the queue, 657 383 31 It is starting to fill up, just so you know. We'll be taking calls later in the show. My guest tonight has written not only two wildly popular books on chastity and female-led relationships, but he also has plenty of femdom erotica for you to devour as well. His latest book, Locked in Love, How Two Weeks in Chastity Can End the Barter System, Renew Courtship, and Make a Better Husband, is the perfect companion book to his previously released, Surrender, Submit, Serve Her, The Definitive Guide to Enacting Female Leadership and Embracing the Female-Dominated Household. If you haven't already, I suggest you pick up both to educate your submissive selves, which is what we're going to try to attempt to do tonight. So please give a warm welcome to author, Key Barrett. Hi, Key. Hi. Hi, Sue. How are you? Good. How are you doing?
5: I'm great. Glad to be on. Um, Let me just say um, device.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's actually a great way to get started. Let's let everybody know, (laughs) what's your background in this? In other words, are you just a guy who's sitting here writing books and have never been through it?
5: Oh, no. I I try to make sure that everything that I, I write about in some form or another, I actually have personal experience with. But before I even got into writing female-led relationships, um, I researched it pretty extensively.
1: Well, you call yourself um, like a professional researcher, too, don't you? You love researching. <laughs> uh,
5: that's correct. I, I have a master's in anthropology. And what started off originally, of all things, and interest in, in um, Viking sagas uh, led to sort of following down this path of empowered females. Because I don't know if you've read a lot of the Viking sagas, but – uh, they're for their time they're fairly fairly forward thinking apart for from uh, uh, the murder <laughs> but mm-hmm. um they allow the
1: raping in the women pillaging.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that too but uh, they they have very empowered women a lot of times women who have their own agency not just to become queens or leaders or marauders but have their own sexual agency and uh that was very interesting to me and it just sort of naturally led from that research into just uh, following down that path,
1: so do you consider yourself a submissive male?
5: Uh, no i I consider myself to be probably a switch. I think okay. I, I feature uh, aspects of dominance and submission. Um, I myself am not imminent in a female led relationship. My wife and I strive for, and I say strive for uh, egalitarian relationships, but, you know, every relationship using really good female-led relationships are always, always works in progress. Um, Absolutely. And so uh, th- that did allow me to look at female-led relationships rather objectively. And I got to tell you, when I went into it, I had an idea about them that was completely wrong. And, and from a science point of view, it is far more interesting to be proved wrong than to be proved right.
1: There you go. So why? Okay, so obviously you have put yourself in chastity, despite the fact that you don't really consider mm-hmm. yourself, you know, super submissive. Let's.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: What, what do you want to do? Do you want to go female led into chastity, or chastity into female led? Because they really do go hand in hand.
5: Uh, they do. Um, although one of the 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 kind of um, myths there is that chastity is f- exclusively for female led relationships or for femdom. Um,
1: oh, so wrong. Uh,
5: yeah, right. It, it, it's for anybody. So and,
1: wrong.
5: And <laughs> any relationship that they want to improve on. Uh, it's, it's, if you want, we can go, because it's the latest book, we can go right into talking about um, Chastity, because I also, that is the one I did definitely do, and, and, and I'm currently doing right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how long have you been locked up?
5: For me, it is three days right now i didn't do October um part of the of the book is that this is supposed to be empowering for the woman so mm-hmm. uh, in this case it's my my wife's choice as to when I go in to you know, when I'm locked up when she's she's the key holder. Um and we came to decide after we did the fourteen days that there's one week in a month in particular it's always the same week in which me being locked up and being super attentive and coddling uh, was exactly what she not only wanted but needed and um, i think you can kind of guess which month that uh, which month that, <laughs> that is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it makes you much more compassionate to her. Period. Is that what you're saying?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yes, yes. It, it, uh, just when she needs pampering the most, I'm there, and when she needs an extra helping hand and somebody who's really just there to, to, so um, that's what we're okay, doing well, right now. And uh,
1: but okay, so let's look at because it, there's a lot of people who are listening in. I mean, we've been, and, and you know we've got some mm-hmm. great questions, but. We're trying to let people know what this is like who've never been in before. And I think what gets missed in a lot of this is, and when I said, no way, this is not just femdom, I want you to think about this. It causes such sharp focus. I know many, many men who put themselves Mm -hmm. into chastity to finish projects to finish Mm -hmm. things to do with work because it takes Mm -hmm. your dick out of the equation and it makes your (laughs) focus laser-targeted on whatever it is you need to be focused on. Not only does it Mm -hmm. give you submissive feelings, it allows you the ability not to constantly be touching your dick because we have all, Mm -hmm. well, men, let's go way back, in utero, my friends, when you are in your Mm -hmm. mother's tummies, you're touching yourself. You have been doing it unconsciously quite literally since the womb. So when you take that out, it changes your entire perspective and tell them how it changes.
3: Well,
5: first and foremost, you're going to notice just how much uh, sway your uh, dick has over you in every aspect of your daily life. Um, You're going to, feel something, first of all, you know, your, your your dick is going to probe against the device. Um, it's going to fight it. It's going to resist it. And you're going to be kind of, you know, in a state of eager confusion is what I call it. Because you wanted to do this, so you're eager about it. But you're just a mess of emotions because you don't know what's going on. And the system that you've depended on your whole adult sexual life, starting at 13, which I call the barter system, is suddenly thrown away. Because You'll suddenly realize that every time you do something for your wife, every time you touch her and let your hand linger a little bit longer on, on her ass or something like that, you're subtly pressuring her to to get sex, right? And mm-hmm. the thing that shocks men the most is they don't realize they're doing it. And when you realize you do it, it's going to be kind of – it can actually make you a little bit upset because you don't you – don't think you think – a lot of guys think they're enlightened and they think they're above all that, and they are. But it's just something that's so ingrained and so programmed, you don't realize it's happening until you take it away. And then what, what you were talking about, about the focusness that kicks in because that drive and that energy is still there, but it can't manifest itself in playing with yourself, right? Or, or uh, you know, adjusting, all these kinds of things that we do. So that energy has to go somewhere else. And you focus on anything <laughs> to avoid thinking about the fact that you're locked up and you can't do anything about it. Um, um, and that allows you to, as you said, just just focus on whatever that is, man. If you were trying to get a car that you you know your car that you love to restore and you just never had the time to take that engine block apart and clean it and get it all up to spec, that's a two week job you can get done in custody. <laughs>
1: But But it's true, and that's the thing that everyone's missing out on. Like, exactly what you just said, you're not not grasping how much of your life centers around your dick.
3: Mm -hmm. And
1: once you, exactly what Key just said, once you pull that out of the equation... Now all of a sudden you're not you you literally don't want to sit and watch football. You don't want to sit and drink. You don't want to you, you all of a sudden it's like wait a minute, I have all this pent-up energy. I can't sit here and stroke myself or fondle myself. So, what am I going to do? And that's where your female lead comes in because hopefully she's given you a list of things to get done that needs to be done so that you're not standing there, <laughs> you know, going I don't know what to do. But <laughs> What I think is the most important thing that I got from your book and is something that I have been teaching men for years is the two weeks. The two Mm -hmm. weeks is so important. And I thought it was hysterical that you guys came up with the two weeks the same as me. The 14 (laughs) days, if you aren't willing to do 14 days, you're not going to feel any of these effects. You're not going to feel a damn thing. You put it on for a few hours and rip it off, you're not doing anything. That's, you're not even coming close. Two weeks to me is bare bones minimum for you to really be able to get through. This is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy. There's no difference between that form of CBT, not, not cock and ball torture, but that form of CBT and what chastity is. Because you're so used to grabbing yourself. By putting the device on, drink, putting the device on, drink again, you, um, <laughs> you're going to go to touch yourself and the device is there. So it's a reminder, oh, oh, I can't touch it. Oh, I'm starting to get hard. It kind of hurts. I need to control my thoughts. So you can see how this works on that particular psychological level where we are removing this. Therefore, you have to find a replacement, and your replacement mm-hmm. becomes these deep feelings of submission and love towards, hopefully, if you're in a relationship, your significant other. Two weeks mm-hmm. minimum, guys. Two weeks minimum. Am I right?
5: Uh, you are. Uh, you can supercharge it a bit if for instance, um, your wife engages in some teasing play with you because that will sort of, you know, uh, sort of fill the, uh, the vessel of dopamine that comes from being uh, caged and not having a way to release it. But you're right. You have to, I'm glad you brought up cognitive behavioral therapy because you have to break old habits before you can make yep. new ones. And you can't do that in a day. You just can't, you know, uh. And as for the the submission and the, and the focusing on your wife, hopefully, if you're doing this, like if you've got my book to do this, you're doing this as a couple. Um, uh, one of the things that ties this this you know chassis that works in with uh, FLR that works female led relationship that works is communication, trust, and vulnerability. Every great female led relationship that I had the privilege of being allowed to to study. Always had that. Always had good mm-hmm. communication. Always had trust and always had vulnerability. And what comes out of that in chastity is men learn empathy. We're terrible, kind of terrible for the most part at empathy. We don't really ever put ourselves in somebody else's shoes. And a submissive heart is an empathetic heart. It understands. It can feel Uh, uh, you know, your significant other's pain. And when what happens for me, which was really just special and the first indication that this might be something worth researching further, um, because just as an aside, I did this because uh, in my my Semdome erotica, I've done just about everything in there, right? And as a good writer, you want to kind of know what you're talking about. Chastity, I hadn't. So I tried it, and then we were just going to do it for a week, but this started to affect us both. So we decided to Two weeks, and there was a point three days in where we were driving, and my wife touched my hand, and put it in her hand, and I got butterflies, right? Like, like third date butterflies. <laughs> and it and was how long have you been feeling. together? Ten years. There you go. We've been together, yeah. And those butterflies stay because you stop thinking of what what this means for you how does this work out for me? What can I get out of it? Because that little kind of malicious sex voice in the back of your head knows you're not getting anything out of it. And if you are, it's because she's decided, right? That's the deal. She's the key holder. That's the only way this works. And when that's gone, your entire enjoyment has to kind of come vicariously. So you take pleasure from her pleasure. And that's a very... It's a submissive thought, but it's also a very empathetic thought, and it focuses more on the concept of we instead of me, which I think a lot of men, and myself included, have trouble with. They say we do, but ultimately, it's like, how does it affect me?
1: So, what and did Chassity how was it? How's really it been for that. your wife? How has the process um, been so far for your wife? How did, did has she noticed it?
5: Oh yeah, and she went she went through a lot of changes herself. That was the Uh, a a very, very fun side effect of this that that neither one of us saw coming, which is that in the beginning she was intrigued, but, you know, she was doing this for me and, and it was interesting. And she had some questions, but you know, it doesn't affect her much, right? She's just holding a key.
0: Um,
5: But once my behavior changed and I became more focused on her, she, she kind of opened up a bit and was a little bit, you know, reticent to too much, but she became more engaged in the experiment and, and, you know, she became more engaged in the direction it was heading and its outcome. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, at first it was kind of a little ironically, she was like, oh, this is fun. This can't possibly last, but we'll, we'll have fun with it. And then uh, the last part of it that she just, she just uh, blossomed with this with this stage that I call enthusiastic acceptance, where she's accepted that this change is real, right? and then it's mm-hmm. happening while I'm in chastity, and she's going to uh, reap the benefits of it. One of them is she lost uh, a lot of her filtering, right? Women are always told from the get-go, you're not allowed to ask for things directly. That's bossy. Mm-hmm. That's wrong, right? You have to – so instead of saying, um, it's going to rain today, take your umbrella, you have to tell your husband, do you think you might want to take your umbrella today in case it rains? You know, that's filtering. And she she lost that filtering because she felt – Safe to just tell me what she wanted and tell me what she needed, which she was safe because, again, vulnerability, submissive heart. I'm thinking empathetically. I'm not thinking about me, so I'm not easily offended. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, men are fragile.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Their egos are very fragile.
5: Yeah. And then the next part of it was she came to accept that, at least during the chastity, her pleasure was... Pleasure for both of us. Like if she knew if I really needed to get out, that was the deal. If I needed to get out of the cage, I could, right? You know, safety first. If there was ever a problem, get out of the cage. But Mm -hmm. she knew to a certain degree, as she put it, I knew you kind of wanted to be in the cage. And so that freed her up to enjoy, you know, pleasure between the both of us that's solely focused on her. And as a result, with no no worry of having to do reciprocation or anything like that, she could slow down and really enjoy it. And me, knowing that there is no reciprocation, and this is the only part of this pleasure I get to enjoy, I got to experience um, her pleasure in a way I hadn't before. You know, I was completely focused on it, not how it relates to me. And in that sense, you get nuance, you discover all these little things that you, you know, you may think that you know everything about your wife, but you don't. And you get this opportunity, a wonderful opportunity to kind of experience that. And together, it's a very, you know, it's a very bonding thing. And at the end, she felt very confident to talk to me about everything that happened and open up about how it was difficult before sometimes to say what she felt or be direct. Mm. And, and talk about things that, that honestly can kind of hurt you a little bit because you didn't realize, you know, that you were doing these things but are good things because you're learning about it and you can change. So, uh, yeah, it really did affect her.
1: So, obviously, then we're looking at benefits here. It's benefit. It's beneficial for everybody. It's beneficial for her. It's beneficial for you. How did it bring you together? Did, do you find that you're closer?
5: Absolutely. Um, I I feel like I'm more of a team player in the relationship. Um, mm-hmm. I thought I was before and partially it's just knowing these things that I didn't before. Um, I'm very keenly aware now of when I'm trying to subtly pressure her for sex, right? Um, mm-hmm. That I didn't notice before because I didn't understand the, the depth of the barter system and how much, sex pressure is a part of just male activity with women. Mm-hmm. Um, we communicate, we communicate a lot better. And, uh, you yeah, know, I stepped up my game around the house too, Because <laughs> you <get> to realize. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it's, it's funny too, because it's not just chaffy. Like there are a lot of things that I took from, from the female led relationship books, the things that I learned studying uh, couples that really worked and there's a lot of things there that are, are, are sort of, you know, um, female led relationships only, like the idea that, you know, your desire to support her is only as good as how willing you are to support her when it's a decision you don't agree with. Right. That's kind of a female led relationship thing, but there were a lot of ones that weren't. And, uh, I took those and started using them on my own <laughs> in our relationships, you know, being less passive, uh, you know, stopping proactive listening, that's a huge one. Sometimes well, my wife just wants to tell me about her shitty day. <laughs> so right. She doesn't want me to then come up with answers, right? Or the answer is it. just yeah. listen to her vent. <laughs> yeah, stop trying to fix everything. Um, so there, there are all kinds of benefits from this, but the benefits come from being able to really listen better, communicate, be more vulnerable. It's not, a, it's not a big secret. You're just chastity is helping you actually break yourself out of a system you didn't know you had and, mm-hmm. you know, learn how to do these things. Um, you, you, you yourself, you are in a, a female ed relationship, right? You're the, you're the leader am, of, yes. of the household. Yep. So yep. I want to get your input on it. I wanna, I wanna, Absolutely. What, what do you think are the benefits
1: Well, personally, I don't have to put my husband in chastity. So if we're talking about benefits of chastity, that's not something that I needed to ever do. He's now 57. It's not Mm -hmm. an issue. Um, Mm -hmm. However, I will say that when I first met him, he was a mess. And Mm -hmm. had I had the device around back then, I would have most definitely slapped him in it, and it would have fixed him. However... We didn't need to do that now. He has evolved. It has taken a long time for him to evolve into this and sort of cast away his um, societal programming because all men Mm -hmm. are up against this societal programming of, well, you know, again, like you just said, if a woman is is in some way definitive and knows what she wants, she's a bitch. If you Mm -hmm. sit down and you say, this is the way it's going to be, you're a bitch, you're a boss, you're nasty. And mm-hmm. that programming takes a while to go bye-bye. It really does because that's what men run up against. Just as you said, we raise all of our female children to be submissive little kittens. Us, mm-hmm. we are so used to putting ourselves to one side and you know, taking care of everybody else that we, we put ourselves last. And mm-hmm. you still do that in a female led i 'm not saying that 's ever going to change that 's just part of who we are, but the nice part of that is knowing that you are oh what 's the word I want to think of i 'm not saying you no know, i 'm all ka Um, <laughs> it 's hard to put it 's hard to put into words, and the reason why it 's hard to put into words is. Everybody wants everything put in these nice little boxes with nice neat little labels. And that's Mm -hmm. not what FLR is because just as you said, female-led relationships are a constant, changing, evolving thing. You're going to run up against things that, again, go against societal programming. Your male is always going to come up and go, oh, but wait a minute, I don't like that because that isn't the way men are supposed to be. That's the sort mm-hmm. of the thing that you're slowly changing over time. The focus then becomes more on you. It, it then moves away from all of these extraneous things that he doesn't need anymore, only because they were just you know distractions anyways. They weren't, they weren't mm-hmm. really beneficial to the relationship. So it's not an easy thing to do. It's an evolving thing is in, in our particular way, the way we work it, which we don't do it like a lot of other people. There's not a lot of enormous amounts of BDSM. We do, obviously, i have been cuckolding for over 20 years. That's
0: mm-hmm. as
1: heavy as it gets because he's not into that. He's not into being whipped or anything. That's not his thing. He's not into humiliation. We do things very subtly and mm-hmm. very lovingly so it sounds as though you know you're walking around and you're just you know throwing out orders and you're just doing whatever the hell you want to do and telling him to go fuck himself it's got nothing to do with that you guys so if anybody has got this preconceived notion that a female-led relationship has some woman stomping around with curlers in her hair and a frying pan demanding things that's not what this is it, or or if I can add stomping
5: around and Go <laughs> ahead. If if I can add or the myth that they're stomping around in sci high leather boots and a whip.
1: Right? Who's got it's time? Not that either. Like there's it just doesn't it's <laughs> not to say you don't have your moments where that happens. Of course you do. But it's not every but, day. In a female led relationship, <laughs> you're not doing BDSM shit every single day. Like it, it, it no one has time for that. It is simply, he, I would say the best way to put this is to watch the evolving of my hubster, because we're not married, um, Mm -hmm. but we've been together 23 years. To watch him evolve from this very damaged, angry male, which a lot of men are, Mm -hmm. evolve into this man who will literally walk through fire for me and he would never have done that before it wouldn't have happened it was just his mindset wasn't there so it took a long time and now he's happening people will come over to my house and they're like god you're always barking things you're always like you seem so mean to him and it's like no no you don't because i'll i'll be like I drink a lot of water. So if he notices that my water is low, I don't even ask him. He just gets up and goes and gets it. And I've said to him, look, you don't have to, like, be my bitch 24-7. And he's like, no, you don't get it. I love doing these tiny little things for you. I, Mm -hmm. I get joy from doing that. So although someone may go, well, why didn't you just get up and get the water yourself? I don't do that anymore because he loves doing it. So why would I turn around and then, you know, say no to that? Like, it'd be crazy, first of all. But it's so wonderful now because of that attention. We are closer now than we have ever been, ever. And that's because it's evolved Mm -hmm. through time to where – and people go, well, that just makes you, you know, some like it, it's so hard to describe because it's not this bitchy thing that everyone seems to think that it is. Yeah, the decisions are mine. I say what goes. I say, you know, I'm the one that pays all the bills, I make sure everything's done. I'm just that comes from me being dominant and being a control freak, too. So it all <laughs> kind of feeds in together really nicely. Because it's, he's, it allows him the ability to walk away from shit. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have to pay any of the bills. I make sure. So we have a question actually in, the ch- in chat, which I think is actually really good. Do you think all households should be female-led and all males in chastity? I'm going to say, we'll wait for Kay, I'm going to say on this one, do I think all households should be female-led? No. I think some women have the ability to pull it off and some women don't. Some women aren't happy being in control. They don't want the control, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But do I think all males should be in chastity? Yes. If for no other reason (laughs) than what Key just said, think of of, I want you to experience it, I think, more than anything else. It's not should they be in chastity 24-7. No, 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 no. I want every male on this planet to experience that two weeks just so you can see how incredibly led by your dick you are. So, yeah, do I think every male should be in chastity? Yeah, for at least two weeks. I think they should all try it. I think you should all have that experience. I think young men especially. Trump, Mm -hmm. classic, (laughs) honest to God, and I know this sounds nuts, he is the perfect candidate to put into chastity. Because it would change his outlook on I just don't want to everything. think about it, if that's okay. I know. Like, we don't <laughs> need the picture of, yeah, the little mushroom dude. I know. <laughs> However, but you see, that arrogance would be toned down so much by putting him in a device.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So mm-hmm. much. And it would force it would, him to think would of
1: other people. change him night and day. What's that? What did you say, Keith? Keith. Are you there? Did we lose Key? We may have lost Key. Ignore it. <laughs> key will be back, I'm sure. I can't believe this. Every freaking show, I swear to God, there's always something. Key, give us what Yeah, collar Key has dropped. Okay. Key will call us right back. I think what we need to do is we need to get into, and, and people don't get, okay, so what is a female-led relationship? So when Key calls back, we're going to get into exactly what is a female-led relationship. Again, it's not this great, big, huge, scary, you know, the female is just stomping around like some femdom. Believe it or not, a lot of female-led relationships are actually have nothing to do with BDSM. Female-led relationships don't have to have chastity. They don't have to have any of that. So, you don't have to look at it that way, If you believe we have a key back? Are you there yes
3: I am oh okay, um,
5: there that's
1: better.
3: I'm
1: here. You kind of you're kind of breaking <laughs> up a little bit.
5: oh, that's so unfair i i I followed all the rules I'm on the phone. I'm not using a speaker phone or anything like that, so
1: no, I, I guess, know yeah. it just happens the to of that.
3: <laughs>
5: I caught the tail end of that. Um, You know, you wanted you'd mentioned before FLR, you know, myths in general, and that's, that's the number one myth that FLR is femdom. I mean, there's, it's not a lot of that involved. It's not, but femdom is bedroom play. The key word in the female led relationship is relationship. Uh, There's crossover, obviously there's a lot, but like you said, about half the the families that I talked to didn't do any of the any kind of femdom stuff they just didn't do it no. it wasn't what it was about um it was that the husband like yours really just valued her judgment valued her uh authority and loved doing things felt felt the best when they accomplished things that made her life easy like mm-hmm. men oftentimes get really frustrated by confusing commands right uh, mm-hmm. give us Give us a a simple task, no matter how hard or herculean it is, and we'll start because it's just one foot in front of the other, and we'll do it. Give us a confusing task with mixed signals and not sure what it is, and we get frustrated very quickly. We're
1: we're on a simple beat. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
5: But um, within female-led relationships, she's she's, varying degrees of this because everything's a spectrum, but she's in charge, and she feels free to say, this is what I need done, and this is how I want it done. And that mm-hmm. for, for a submissive man is, is like catnip. <laughs> right? that, oh, I exactly. That. Oh, and I, I'm going to get right on that. And, and, you know, I think every man has within him this desire to sure that his wife is comfortable, make sure that his wife has what she wants. Or um, his girlfriend is not happy as temporary. His girlfriend is content. That's a better phrase for it contented, yes. because contented is some, some deep part of my language. That's a deep shit there. And if you mm-hmm. can make somebody feel contented, it's very reassuring. It's an amazing feeling to know that you're, oh man, you were just doing it. You were, you're doing the husband thing. Right. And uh, again, it comes down to what these things have in common, clear communication, loss of it, vulnerability, the, 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 the willingness to put yourself out there and trust right? You know, mm-hmm. vulnerability works unless you, you know, you can't really be vulnerable if you can't trust somebody. If you can, you'll just get hurt and eventually you'll stop putting yourself out there, which is always, always a risk. Um, exactly. I wanted, I wanted to ask you this one because I, I, I want to know from your perspective of your own SLR, the other big myth was that submissive men are beta no. and there are, right? There are some, but, Every submissive man I, I I talked to in this relationship was really confident and, and really full of full of them, you know, their ability and themselves and the relationship was pretty alpha.
1: There you go. Because yeah, I, along with everything else, along with sexuality, submission is on a sliding scale, folks. When I say someone is submissive, usually it's just sexually. I will, I will actually, most, for the most part, constantly say, so you're sexually submissive. Because you're not going mm-hmm. to be submissive 24-7. Nobody is. Mm-hmm. If you were submissive 24-7, you would be a lump in a corner doing nothing. It just can't <laughs> be done. Therefore, you know full well that there are times when you are dom- dominant and there are times when you are submissive. And for some men, being sexually submissive turns them on. That's great. For mm-hmm. some men, as soon as they walk out of the bedroom, they then take back over and want to be alpha again. That's fine. Nothing,
0: mm-hmm. no
1: one, and I think that's one of the biggest stigmas around the word submissive is that if, and men are so reluctant to say, well, yeah, I'm sexually submissive. Because there's, again, just as much as there's this horrible stigma against women being bossy and bitchy. There's also the same, because again, we're going against societal programming, the same stigma against men who want to feel submissive because, oh, well, then you're not a real man. God damn, I'm so sick of hearing mm-hmm. that phrase. It's unbelievable. That doesn't make you a real, what the, f- real man? Are you standing there with a dick? That makes you a man, okay? like It, it gets ridiculous <laughs> to me how we get so caught up in these damn labels sexuality, BDSM, sexuality, all of it is gray. We all, nobody fits into a perfect little box, whether it is your personal, you know, sexual orientation, whether it is what Mm -hmm. you prefer, it doesn't matter. Everybody is going to be different. Therefore, you're not going to fit into a box. So Mm -hmm. if you can possibly let that go, let go of this societal programming of wool, For example, with cuckolding, men don't allow, real men don't allow their wives to get fucked by other men. Okay, according to who? As long Mm -hmm. as everyone's happy, it shouldn't make a damn bit of difference. But again, does that mean that like (laughs) there's men that think that, you know, oh, I'm out fucking other men every night. Really? Again, who's got time? Okay, (laughs) you get these grandiose, fantastical ideas that when someone says, oh, you're a cuckoldwist, they're like, oh, oh my God, are you fucking men every night? Yeah, okay, sure. It was like when I had my sex shop, um, people would come in, (laughs) they'd be buying porn, and they're like, okay, so have you watched these? Yes, you're absolutely right. I have watched every porn movie in my store. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They're always like, well, what's a good one? The ending is always the same, just go with people. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) These are these huge myths that get perpetuated, especially online, is that Mm -hmm. this whole thing is constant and continuous that if you are a dominatrix, you are a dominatrix 24-7. Yes, that's right. When the UPS guy comes, I whip him and then get my parcel. Like, are you kidding me? We need to get out of this headspace of constantly having to be in these roles that don't even, don't even work anyways. You know, sure, pro-doms, trust me. And this is another thing. Ladies who are dominant can also be submissive, and it's okay. That's another one. Well, I've seen women who have been like, well, I'm dominant, and I can't show weakness. Submission is not weakness. It has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with that. It's exactly what you said earlier. It doesn't make you beta. You make you beta. The guys that come to me and go, I'm a fucking loser. No, you're not. Stop saying that. You're not. Nobody is a loser. Sorry, but it's true. So maybe Mm -hmm. if we can get away from these preconceived stereotypes it would make everyone's psychology so much easier, because they're not trying to live up to these stupid ideals.
5: Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things I'm sure you've had to deal with, too, is you can get all these things working in your own house. The second you go outside, like you said, you're exposed to the preconceived notions, and the preconceived ideals. Um, toxic masculinity isn't just something a guy has; it spreads. It's it's something that has to be fought because you can have these wonderful ideals and you can believe in equality, and then you go to work and you're stuck there all day long with you're surrounded by three doofuses who, who who are sitting there talking about how you know how stupid women are and you know why do we let them drive? Blah 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 blah. I'm being a little extreme with that, but toxic mess out other males because that's how, you know, it justifies all the fear behind it, right? Nobody wants to be afraid alone, you know, and it's much easier to be afraid of women with a bunch of other guys who are also afraid. Of course it is. (laughs) That's
1: misery loves company right there.
5: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Nasty women. Yeah, they're all out to... uh...
1: We're all out out to emasculate you. That's exactly what we want: is a bunch of wimpy men. Oh, I can't wait, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's what we want: a sea of wimpy males. Yay! No, it does not work (laughs) that way. So, yeah, like this is so. Okay, so in your mind, what can men Mm -hmm. do to be more supportive of women?
5: In the household or in general?
1: In general, in general, uh, Well should we, should we not be – for example, okay, I'll I give you an example. It's a little bit easier. I had a gentleman I was talking to the other day who was saying that he was submissive. This is, this is classic. He was submissive mm-hmm. but only to certain women. And I said, no, no, it doesn't work that way. You are either submissive to all women or you are not. You can't pick and choose. Well, I'm going to be submissive to her because I think she's hot. It doesn't work that way. And this is is running along the same thing. You need to pick a side when it comes Mm -hmm. to any of this. You need to decide, okay, well, if I'm going to be sexually submissive to women, then I'm going to be sexually submissive to all women, not just some, not just pick and choose. Not just because you think she's hot, because at that point you're not submissive. That's just you being sexualizing submissiveness. It's not a well, lifestyle. Well, yeah, but wouldn't
3: you
5: argue that a lot of sexual submission is really just topping from the bottom?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> because really? like you
5: said. The second the yeah, I mean, the second it's over, you know, they're they're back to being whatever they were before. I mean, it's the old the old uh, you know CEOs when they go and prostitute they – they go and see a dominatrix right because that's they want to be the exact opposite of a ceo when they're in the bedroom right um but but they're still a ceo so that's 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 not i don't i don't think of that as as like submission in the sense of of like a female led relationship that's sexual submission as you put it it's sex play it doesn't actually mean anything beyond this is what i do in the bedroom with somebody Um, as far as and again it's all focused on him it's what he wants right Mm -hmm. and so you're right you're right that's not something that would make him be more empathetic to women or understand their plight right he's still just thinking of himself and thinking of what will get his dick to work Uh, i think the first thing you've got to do is you got to believe her right that that's The odds of the amount of of false, uh, you know, falsely accused rates and things like that is so infinitesimal compared to the ones that never, ever get reported. And the reason they never, ever get reported is because women know what happens to them if they do. And mostly it's men simply, you know, breaking them down. Right. So that's the first thing you can Mm -hmm. do. Be empathetic. Believe somebody. Um, The next one you can do is is. If, if you're working in an office with women, try your best to make sure that you think of them as a co-worker first. I know this sounds silly, and it sounds silly that you have to uh, do this, but, I mean, this happens a lot of men. They, they When a new hire comes in, the first thing they're doing in the back of their head is rating them sexually, right? You know, oh, mm-hmm. she's a six. Oh, she's an eight. Oh, she's much more attractive than the, uh, the last person that was there. Um, and basically, it comes down to really just like doing some soul searching and figuring out what it is behind your motivations. Why are you doing this? What can you change about yourself? Because if you don't do that, you won't ever recognize what it is that you're doing. And all of these things, like it was with sex pressure uh, you know, and chastity, uh, you're not aware. It's so subliminal, but it is so constant. That was the thing about that was I was not aware of it, but my wife was. Because she was the one, you know, who was feeling the sex pressure, right? right? So if you're you're not aware of what you're doing at work, but I guarantee you, uh, the female coworkers are. They are because they experience it, and they, you know, this is this is the truth of, of it. I don't have to worry about walking down the street by myself at night. I don't have to worry that someone's going to roofie my drink. These mm-hmm. are issues I've never had to think about. And if I can't put myself in the shoes and say, "jesus, it really sucks that a girl can't just say, it's Wednesday, I want to go to the bar and have a few beers after work. She has to line up friends to do that. She has to do all these things that you don't have to do. She has all these extra hurdles you don't have to do because of toxic masculinity. So, The first step to that for every man is to learn some empathy and and realize that that's a real thing. And don't be offended because it doesn't mean you, right? Nobody's calling you out for this, calling out toxic masculinity and you don't have to be a toxic. You can be a strong, confident male who supports and is an ally and listen. So, sorry, I got a little rant there, but it's, it's kind of an important topic. (laughs)
1: No, it is because I think that is the biggest problem is men are so afraid to show vulnerability or to show that they care about women mm-hmm. that they are empathetic that somehow it makes them a weaker male it, it, right. it's ridiculous but it's what it's what guys do well if i you know if I run and get her a drink that i 'm just fucking pussy with no mm-hmm. it's being nice. What's wrong with being nice to your partner? What's wrong with going out of your way for that person? I think it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. And, you yeah. know, it doesn't mean it's all one-sided either. That's another thing. Female-led relationships, it's not all one-sided. You know, I sit down and whenever we're having major discussions or we have major decisions to discuss, we discuss it. We go over it together. Now, he's going to lean more towards what I'm going to say, but you don't. It's not. It's like it's not all one-sided. You don't just walk in and go, okay, here's what we're going to do. Bam, no, mm-hmm. because he may have a better idea. Why? Why wouldn't you listen <laughs> to that idea? It's, it's so. Don't think that it's all one-sided either. And which that's why oh, and that was... it's such a hard thing to describe because, the, and I'm sure you found that with your your research it's like because it's it's a relationship like you said that's the key Mm -hmm. word in this it's relationship this isn't a, a pro dom session this is you working with the person that you love it's the same with cuckolding everybody thinks well okay automatically you don't have sex with your husband you constantly have him in chastity and you call him a piece of shit and he has to run around in panties and clean your house nothing could be farther from the truth that is such crap. And
5: oh, you and don't by have to way, go to the There's nothing wrong. There's yeah, nothing you wrong with that. that go that's ahead. what you both want. <laughs> right? Go ahead. But you but, don't yeah, you're right. have
1: to. I think that's the biggest thing is you see so much shit online, so much garbage being pushed over and over and over again that you think, Well, that's obviously in the rule book. No, it's not. The key to these <laughs> relationships, the key to these functioning these relationships is the fact that you are doing it together you're mm-hmm. going through all these things together and that's what brings you closer together and like you said it, it's mm-hmm. everything is open everything is above board there's no lying there's no deception because there's no need for it whether it's mm-hmm. flr or whether it's cuckolding or anything else when it's done properly it's not about excluding your partner now if you like you well, said you if you want to do you that that's get fine away with but, it.
5: Cuckle would fall apart instantly if there was deception behind it. That the whole point of that is, is how much of the activity is shared, either at the time or afterwards in conversations and, and yeah. you know, enjoyment, mutual enjoyment. It's it's intimacy gained through actions that are described in detail. You know, this is or, or not. Maybe the, 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 the thing that is for both of them is the feeling that he can trust you to just go have fun with that person and that you are coming back right? Uh That, what do those things all have in common? Those scenarios, there's different types of coupling, but they, what do they have in common? They have trust and communication. This is not rocket science, you know, Um, female led relationships because they're two personalities that are naturally sort of meant to be together in that sense, you know, Uh a, a more submissive man and a more dominant woman. They have already cleared a few hurdles so the communication starts off easier, but it, they can go wrong. They absolutely oh, can. Oh, god! <laughs> go of course wrong. they
1: can. Oh my god! There's uh, so many no, ways me. for that to spin out of control. It's not funny. Like it, it's crazy. So yeah, you and and I would say as far as cuckolding is concerned, cuckolding is a female-led relationship. I you can't it can't be mm-hmm. done any other way. Anything other than that is not cuckolding. Because if you're both submissive, that's not cuckolding. I don't even know what you'd call that. Right. It it just, you know, and then if you're a guy that just wants to see your wife banged by another man, that's not cuckolding. That's just voyeurism. So there's a lot of little tiny nuances that make something what it is. And in cuckolding, 100%. If it's not female led, it's not cuckolding. Because that is the whole point. Right. So we have some questions I think we need to get to. We have some yummy questions. We have some questions that were sent in prior to the show, and we're going to hit those, and then we're going to hit Mm -hmm. some calls. So let's start out with Mark. What recommendations would you make with regards to approaching your wife about locking you in chastity? Where do you start? You give your points. I'll give mine.
5: (laughs) Okay. Well, um, first off, chastity is is easier to talk about than, say, something like strap-on because she doesn't have to do much. She's just going to be the key holder, right? So it's not one of these finishes that's super hard to approach. Um, What I would do is I would read up on it. Um, You could read my book, but there's actually a lot of ones that are good as well, Um, and approach it from an empathetic point of view. Approach it from, I want this, but I also want it because I want to change, I want to feel more connected, I want to try these things and if you if here's the thing with any if you're doing it as just a, a fetish here's the thing about just fetishes if you're in a happy relationship, your partner will do these things for you because they want yep. to you know so that's what I tell people that that confuse FLR with femdom if 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 you just want her to kind of whip your butt in the bedroom if you are in a happy relationship that's easy just ask partners yep. will do things when they're contented um, if it's something you want for the relationship that's the place to start i want this for the relationship here's what i hope would happen honesty works
1: list your benefits what are the benefits to her sit down with the benefits to the person you're talking to and this is about anything doesn't matter <laughs> does not matter mm-hmm. what it is as soon as you sit down with somebody and you go over the benefits of what you want to do for them they're going to listen to you more another trick which i realized is a little bit nefarious, but I do do this on, on the regular. Guys, if you want to know how to approach your wife and you're not sure and you're scared to death because you, you're afraid of being rejected, and I totally understand that, do you want to know a great way to just sort of slide anything onto the table? All you've got to do is go, you know what? I was looking online today, and I found fill-in-the-blank, could be chastity. could be anything. So let's, we'll go chastity. I found this thing, and it sounds really cool. And I was reading this article, and it's so cool. Did you know? And then list your benefits and go, can we try that? I think it would be so much fun. You see how if you come at it from that standpoint – Someone's going to be more like, "Ooh, okay, I want to do that. That'll be fun. We'll do that together." I love the idea of this particular thing, whatever it happens to be, is intriguing to you, and I love the idea of doing that. It's way mm-hmm. easier exactly right. to sideline it rather than just throw it out and, and puke it onto the plate because it's very scary to mm-hmm. do that. Just even if it's even if you've been together for you know decades. It's still pretty damn vulnerable to go, you know what, I really want you to spank me. Well, if if you've never brought it up before, you're damn right. It's going to come off weird. You're going to come off weird, especially if you're scared. That's going to not make you Mm -hmm. come across as you really want to do it. So lean on the Internet. That's what it's there for. You don't ever have to have Mm -hmm. gone to the Internet. It doesn't matter. Just use that particular scenario. I found this on the internet and look what it can do. Let's try mm-hmm. it. It's way easier. I, it's gonna make everyone's lives easier. Sure. If I can just I have
5: one thing that you were you were definitely talking about there um if you make it about something that you're doing together, right? This is I want I, I want you to spank me because I really like the idea of a power exchange and I'd like to see, you know, how you feel about it and how it makes me feel. And I think it'd be fun to add in there. That is something that engages her and makes her part of it. Right. Instead of just a fetish dispenser, Yeah. which is never, never taken well, you know, like you should spank me. That's something I want to do. Okay. Thank you for reducing me to something that just, you know, okay.
1: And on top of that, most women don't have a clue about BDSM. You guys, women don't sit on porn sites twenty four seven the way you guys do. We just don't. There's no time. Somebody's got to make dinner. Y'all got to, you know, like there's just no way. So that being the case, she doesn't know what she doesn't know. So when guys come to, you, when you go to your wife and you go, "Oh, I really would like it if you dominate me," the First thing that flashes through her head is, number one, what the fuck am I doing wrong again? Obviously, I'm not enough. I'm not good. Something's wrong. She automatically is going to go to disparage herself. And she doesn't know what to do. Oh, dominate me. Okay. If she's never, ever done it, what do you expect her to do? So she's going to close off and go, no, I'm not doing this. This is fucking stupid. But the first thing she's going to do, she's going to shut it down.
5: Or she'll do it, but she'll feel pressured, and she won't be
1: invested in it at all. Yeah, so much fun. There's nothing better than trying to do something sexually with somebody who's doing it just for you. Mm.
5: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, so Mark, I would suggest you, you know, approach your wife, tell her you saw it on the internet. Like I said, just kind of just, but you've got to come out and talk to her about it. You can't Mm -hmm. slide something under her breakfast, you know, plate. (laughs) You can't spell it out with ketchup. It's not. <laughs> I know you're scared. But just sit down and pull the plug. You're going to find it a lot easier. Now we have another mm-hmm. one from John. He said, I read some stories about women conditioning their husband to, into premature ejaculation using chastity. Are those stories serious? Is it really possible to condition someone with a decent stamina into becoming a true hair trigger? Uh A kind of it's kind about, of way off topic, but <laughs>
5: <laughs> I don't know about uh conditioning so much. I will say though that if you uh so if you are put into chastity and you get into that sort of courtship phase where mm-hmm. you're really focused on doing stuff for her and you you're just really in love with her which by the way is just the greatest feeling it's just a high that you're floating on and 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 she is too what's also happening is you're building up a ton of dopamine that 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 builds up during sex and is released when you orgasm and so there's usually a large sort of quick build up a spike and dump you're not dumping and you're building a slow build up so what may happen, it's not necessarily conditioning, but what may happen is if you're in chastity for a week and a half and she's teased you mercilessly doing that. And then she says, it's time. And she unlocks you, right. Does the whole thing, uh, which is by the way, really fucking sexy. Um, and then (laughs) says, you know, (laughs) get in there, boy, you, you know, you may be one of these people that can go for 15 minutes, but not necessarily right. Then you may go with a hair trigger and, uh, uh, you know what? She's going to know that. <laughs> she knows exactly what she's doing to you. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Um, as far as conditioning, like, I suppose you could mentally condition any kind of thing if you did it enough times. Um, but good. I'm not sure. But I agree with you.
1: That... I, I, 100%. It, the only thing, I think what you're reading, John, is I think it's you're reading more stories. The, the conditioning, is, I think, is the bugaboo word here. Can you condition someone to become premature ejaculate? Sure, and you're probably going to use chastity because, of course, you're going to deny it in order to make it that much more, just like Key just said, you're going to make it that much more sensitive. Don't forget, if you're not touching mm-hmm. it, this is, this is why I get guys to sit on their hands. Don't touch yourself so much. As mm-hmm. soon as you touch mm-hmm. your dick, you're desensitizing yourself. So, yeah, as soon as you take that away and then we give it back to you, it's not going to take much of a touch to go have you go, whoa. It, it just stands to reason. So conditioning, I agree. Conditioning could be done, but I think what you're seeing is more just hype, and it has more to do with the fact that once we take the cage off, once the device is gone, you know, you're probably going to squirt pretty damn easily after being locked up for a while. And here, let me, let okay. me just ask you, if you say, if, yes, how, on this question, John, um, why would you want... To be a premature ejaculator. No woman wants that. So don't condition yourself to that. To me, it seems silly. But if, I mean, again, if this is a game you want to play with your partner, go right ahead. But Mm -hmm. I don't see the point of that. That's okay. Do what you want. You do you, guys. You do you. (laughs) Mike has another question. We have two Mike questions now. We had Mike, John, and Mark. I was kind of hoping we'd get a Luke in there and maybe, you know, find out that the apostles are getting kinky. That would be kind of cool. Okay, so Mike says, if a woman wants to enter an FLR with a successful and self-empowered man, what must she bring to the relationship in order for the man to go along with it? I don't think it's a go along Ooh, with. See, again, we're, it's, that makes it sound like we're forcing someone to do something.
5: Or tricking, which you cannot do. Yeah. I know if you gonna, take the lead you know, on this one because it's a woman a woman. A
1: self-empowered man? Well, a self-empowered man, what do, I don't know. What, do we want to make a self-empowered man necessarily go into an FLR? If, here's my point. Usually what you'll find is a dominant female will attract more submissive males than she's going to attract dominant males. Mm-hmm. The reason being, two dominant people tend to butt heads. So I'm not... This whole, how do you lead someone into into? I'm going to take this alpha male and make him deal with an FLR? No, why would I do that? If it's consensual, sure, but I'm not going to, like you said, I'm not going to trick someone. I'm not going to coerce them into it. And I'm, you know, if he wants to do it, we do it. If he doesn't want to do it, we don't. It's that simple. (laughs) It's not like. sitting back and going oh well okay so here's what you do you slip belladonna into his you know food every night and he'll (laughs) become weak no so if it's an empowered male if he wants to get into an flr then we do it if he doesn't then we don't so we certainly don't maneuver or manipulate someone into doing something they don't want to do have you got anything on that one uh well i mean apart from agreeing with you that that you can't you can't
5: trick, you can't maneuver, you can't manipulate. That never works long-term. Um, I would just add that, you know, there are very dominant men that that, that like to be submissive to a woman. Um, I prefer the term deference in there to submissiveness because it's not, like, you have the thing sexual submission, right? Yeah, for instance, it's, it's more like, it's more of a deference to her. And it, within within the household, he may actually be okay with that. And and just that FLRs run a spectrum. They run a gamut from, you know, wow, this is really serious. She kind of controls everything. Her her authority is natural and her word is final to once he's inside the house, he works to make sure that her household agenda is done, right? It, 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 so you can have that spectrum in there. He may want to, to have part of, he uh, may want to be part of that. What you have to do, obviously, is you have to communicate. You have to talk. You have to express your needs. And just like, with chastity she's got to she's got to make the appeal to why she thinks it would be great for both of them and and that the and really really uh kind of punch up the fun side of it because otherwise it sounds like a chore list yeah. <laughs> which which guys again really
1: come out it would respond benefit.
5: well to yeah
1: think of exactly. it like the and, advertising and, and see, industry. exactly yeah
5: and start small if he agrees to start small start small. Like. Like one that, that I would I, I I use in my house, and I, I tell everybody who's not in an FLR who just wants to make relationships better, around the house, do things her way. Like if, if she folds laundry a certain way and you want to take over that task, just doing the laundry isn't helping because she'll have to come back and fold them the way she wanted them folded in the first place, right? So you're just creating resentment and extra work for everybody. But if you do it her way, right, you're showing mm-hmm. one – deference and respect because you say you actually know how to do things and I can stand to learn from you, which is a win-win for anybody in any relationship. And two, you're really doing something that takes it off the plate because she doesn't have to think about redoing it or any of that. So, you know, start small. He may totally agree to do something like that and thrive with that, you know, because Mm -hmm. he knows he's doing something. So just be honest, make it fun and make, like you said, list the benefits. Just don't trick him.
1: Exactly.
5: Not even for Halloween.
1: Oh, well, maybe for Halloween. Come on, one day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have another question All from Mike. Right. And this, you want to know what? This question is actually super, super a good question because it's showing the wrong mindset. Another Mike sent in a question saying if a man is sexually frustrated, he'll just leave and end it eventually. Disgusting. We're discussing. Um Chastity, of course. How does the woman balance that responsibility with chastity? It's because you're looking at it the wrong way. Right? He's got it backwards. What do you think, Key? And Key has been dumped by blog talk again. Uh, Anyways, I'll answer this me? one. Oh, yeah, you're back. Okay. What oh, do you okay. think about this? Do you not see that he's looking well- at this the wrong way?
5: Oh, totally. He's totally looking at the wrong way. Uh, he's he's viewing sexual frustration as as the cause to leave, and that somehow chastity is making sexual frustration worse. What chastity does is take sexual frustration and basically gets rid of it. It changes it into something else altogether. It turns sexual frustration into sexual energy, and that and sexual energy into just an energy that you can use. So, mm-hmm. you know it also engages her in a way that will make her feel more apt to engage him sexually, right? When, when she knows that he's going to be in chastity until she says otherwise, well, she says otherwise. I mean, that's one of the things that comes out of it is when she feels confident and safe to just say, okay, your time's done. I want you, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's just for me, for me, the idea that, that chastity equals this sort of horrible sexual frustration rather than this fun sort of re-channeling. That's, that's kind of the long way to get around it. He's thinking of it in the wrong way. Chastity is not about sexual frustration.
1: No. And yes, What's are you going opinion? to feel sexually frustrated at the beginning? Yes. But you're going to get over that. You're, you do. Mm-hmm. You give it a couple of days. Yes, you've got to go through that, oh, my God, I just want to rip this thing off. It goes away. It's, it's not unlike anything else. It's just like going on a diet. I really want sugar because we've taken it away from you. It goes mm-hmm. away. It settles down. Your hormones settle down, and it actually becomes just breaking habits. So, you know, you've got it backwards, Mike. It has nothing, it hasn't got anything to do with the man is sexually frustrated. Sure, he's sexually frustrated at the beginning, but it settles down. And then he feels mm-hmm. really, really good. And that's what I mean by you need the two weeks to get that payout.
5: Yep. And, and just, just, just on the idea of sexual frustration, sexual frustration isn't just that he's not getting any sex. It's that he's what it usually comes from that is that it's not engaging. She's not engaging. She's not, you know, she'll give sex every once in a while when she feels like, Oh, I have to Right? this is like, you know, bed death the idea that, Mm -hmm. oh, we have sex once every two months because it's something we have to do. The real issue behind there is that there's no romantic engagement. Well, guess what? If she's your key holder, that's romantic engagement. You're Mm -hmm. now doing something together that involves sex, even if it's the act of denying it. She's denying it with you that's she's your yeah. keeper that's that's a really alluring thing that's the opposite of sort of emotional frustration that's really more at the core of sexual frustration if you get down to it
1: exactly now we have a couple of questions in the chat room and then we're going to get to calls so our okay. first question believe it or not is what does msc stand for at the end of key's name
5: a uh, master of science
1: anthropology yeah. there you go there you go, Robin. Now you know. <clears throat> okay. Um, Serenda says, I've got many men wanting to be cuckold and yet don't know how to talk or begin the conversation with their wives. What would be best advice for those men? Serenda, you need to talk to me because that's a long, drawn-out process. Cuckolding is not something that you can just barf on a plate because and, 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 women are going to go through a hell of a lot of emotions with that one. So that's a much trickier thing. You can't use the Internet trick on that one. It's way too tricky. It takes um, a series of steps that have to be done a certain way that if you're not careful, if you say it the wrong way, if you bring it up the wrong way, she's going to shut it down so fast it's not funny. Um, what else have we got here? I hate, I, um, Kaya's here. Kaya wants to know, I may have missed this, but do you believe that all female-led relationships should include, it, ugh, should include chastity? I say no. What do you say?
5: I say no. I say no. Um, uh, the, if if the female relationship is working great, then what's what's the point? Unless you just want to do it for fun. But then, you know, sure, if you want to do it for fun, but no. Most of them, I think, no. although I didn't get really in-depth into the sexual part of it because it was really studying the relationships. I don't think most of them did that.
1: No. No, you don't have to do it. I don't do it. It's not necessary, but it depends on the male. depends on the mm-hmm. male. And every male that I have discussed chastity with who have been in chastity, I actually just went through an entire um, several weeks of counseling a gentleman who was very similar to our friend Mike who wrote in, in that he wanted all of these things, all of these fetishes met by his wife. In what he wasn't looking at, he wasn't looking at it the right way. It was all, but I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. And it's like, no, 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 you're not. (laughs) This is why she's not doing any of it. And she would dig her Mm -hmm. heels in. I'm not doing this. Well, No, because you're coming at it from the wrong standpoint. As soon as I turned his thinking around, which took a little while, he turned his thinking around. The first, the minute he realized, uh uh-oh, I'm supposed to be doing this for her, oh, my God, it was like watching a flower bloom. All of a sudden, guess what? He's in chastity. Oh, (laughs) and how you approach this. And now he's happy, and he wants everyone to know. Um, He he hasn't been in chastity before. He has noticed an enormous change. He's been in for three weeks now, and he said he is so mellow and content and adorable addures the idea of all of his thoughts focusing on his wife. That's
2: what you're missing out on.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And now everything is just so amazeballs, and they're getting along great, and it's working out good. So it's all in your approach, guys. So let's go to some calls. I believe. Hello. Is this Sir William? He is. (laughs) Sir Beast, my dearest, you have a question. You said you would.
4: Well, it's more of a comment. Basically, I have a very weird sex drive. Basically, I can go months without even thinking about the third leg, not touching it, nothing (laughs) else. The only time it seems to get active is when I am dominant, and it's usually... I'm tying up somebody. Otherwise, even when I'm being submissive, I won't get a hard-on. I, you know, it's – but then I was raised by basically six women. So it's like I saw things from their point of view (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Again, the empathy. So, yeah, I have – well – I consider myself more of a service bomb which means I find out what somebody else wants. I give that to them. Um, even my, when I had my sub, she was surprised because she kept wanting to make sure I had an orgasm. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. This is about you. You're learning. You're wanting things. Let me help you. That's how I looked at it. Mm-hmm. And she wound up you know, learning a lot to the point where when she went back to her husband, she wound up in charge. There you go, that out happens of the a bedroom lot. and in the bedroom. So, you know, and I said, "Are you happier?" She goes, "Yes." Are you two communicating more? She goes, "Yes." I said, "There you go." <laughs> <laughs>
1: And you notice how, and, and actually I think this is a classic example of, do you see how Bill does not fit into a box? Mm-hmm. He's dominant, he's submissive, he's everything. And it's, 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 it's Honestly, it's going to depend on your mood, the circumstances. There's so many things that are going to be involved in this that are going to change how you feel in whatever moment. You just enjoy being dominant. There's nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with being dominant? And I don't think that's, I, you know what, I don't find that as being service dominance. I think anyone gets Paring off on. On, on pleasing other people, especially when it comes to sex. What's hotter than pleasing your partner? I think it's hot. Knowing that you're getting mm-hmm. that person turned on and off <laughs> all at the same time, getting them off. <laughs> turn them on, turn them off. But that's, it's a very powerful thing. So I don't think that's necessarily considered service domination, Bill. I think that's just human nature. We want the other. I mean, most doms, when we're, if you're in a session with somebody, say, for example, you're flogging them, you know that they're being turned on by that flogging, that turns you on. I think, it's, I don't, I, I think that that's just the way it should be. What do you think?
4: Who me or
1: I'm Bill? Uh,
4: personally, I'm I'm the type of person that I look at all angles, and it's you know I see where everybody's coming from, and it tends to fury at people. But it's like I can see you know all the angles of of an argument and go, okay, this point is not invalid because of this. That you know, and I'll break down an argument and they'll look at me and they'll go are you trying to make us agree
1: I'm like yeah you know
4: it's but yeah
1: it's It's a lot easier looking at things from every angle you'll find life much easier
4: yeah and I love how it seems to infuriate people I'm like well I'm not really here for you humans (laughs) I'm here to help the animals. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get out Which of arguments. You work
1: with just animals. Right yep. So there you go. Thanks, Bill. We appreciate you calling in. and We appreciate your comment.
4: You no problem. Just, yeah, just do just anything. thing. leave me on so I can listen to the radio. Listen to you guys finish <laughs> talking.
1: <laughs> I will do that. Are you ready? Yeah. Hello, you're on the air in bed with Dr. Sue. Who are you? Uh, are you gone or are you shy? We're gone. Bye shy little person. Well, that's okay. That's it. We're good to go. Have you got anything else you want to say, Kay?
3: Um,
5: thank you so much for having me on here. Um, device, device, device for all of those playing the drinking game. Exactly. You mentioned this, uh, you, you mentioned this at the beginning way to call out Sharon Ferns. Uh, Dom Chronicles is great. And Edward Cantor and dreams made flesh. You called out all my friends. I love them. They're such yeah. great writers.
1: <laughs> they are. They are fabulous. And we love them, which is why I always want to promote as many of them as I can. You are very, very welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. I just thought, what could be better than sharing Locktober with you and your latest book? (laughs) Um, All of Key's books can be found on In Bed with Dr. Sue. Just simply go to Sexy Scribes. They're all there. You can find the links. I suggest you read them, especially, of course, these are for the ladies. I want you guys, you know, the ladies. Let's get you reading these books. Let's get more women doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, mm-hmm. you. I really do appreciate it.
5: Thank you so much. Have a great October and a happy Halloween.
1: You too. Bye. Oh, wait, wait, key. Yes. Key, are you still there? Really fast. Yes, I am. There's one thing that we didn't do. I just thought of that. <gasps> Maleficent. Tell them a story Maleficent. about Maleficent. I almost forgot um, that. Okay. That's such a good story.
5: Oh, about uh, at the beginning of the book about how uh, um, Maleficent – so she's a fairy, right? And, and yeah. uh, um, Disney purposely made her as sexy as possible. And this is funny because if you look at the earlier stuff, the, the fairies are all doughy and, and round shaped. And then actually the fairies inside the Disney story uh, that aren't Maleficent are, you know, the old, old grandmothers who try desperately to cook and do things like that. Okay. Um, the, but uh, the the story of Maleficent is that like, she represents female sexuality and how threatening that it is. And so much so that that what is it does she use to make Aurora go to sleep? What do they call it? She pricked her finger. Yes, she touches. She touches the prick. <laughs> yep. And and this this sexuality on her 16th birthday is so offensive to the world that the fairies not only. Uh, uh, put Aurora in a big glass case. they put the entire country to sleep because they can't know the shame of Aurora's sexuality. And then uh, uh, Maleficent is such this evil sex demon that, that like she has the power to corrupt nature around her. right She's surrounded by these thorny forests of bramble that she creates. And all she wants to do is take this little milk toast dude, <laughs> Prince, Prince Tite's <laughs> milk toast, and, and making her submissive. And I, I find it very funny because if you look at it and if you're anything like people who are into feminine, you kind of think that it's more fun and accomplished more uh, being her submissive than, you know, being married to Aurora, who, who uh, you know, perfect petite little blonde who's,
1: let's get married. You kissed me once, right? <laughs> And as so, a kid, so I okay, think so as a kid be- when I saw the original Disney movie as a child, I couldn't stand Aurora. I no, loved Maleficent. She had all the power. Even when she it was does. just a stupid cartoon.
5: Yeah. And, and honestly, have you seen more drag queens as Aurora or as Maleficent?
1: Exactly. Hello?
5: Mm-hmm. They know where the female Maleficent is. Maleficent Yes, she does. She's much maligned.
1: <laughs> That's, That's right. So, I, yeah, don't pick on Maleficent or Maleficent.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, lucky for this generation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. I really enjoy luckily it.
1: Luckily for this generation, what?
5: Uh, Disney has gotten their act together, and if you watch things like Moana, um, you'll see they actually treat treat women with power a lot more fairly than they did, say, in the 50s.
1: <laughs> they do, and and Disney's so, always a blast to watch. All these little sexual innuendos that are in there for the parents it, it, <laughs> there's so many of them, it's unreal. Don't tell me they don't, don't do that. Don't get it,
5: me Amber. started on Ariel, though. Yeah, don't get me started <laughs> right? on Ariel. No, she loses God. her voice but gets so, legs. Yes.
1: <laughs> Down down here where it's wet or under the seat. No, come on. You know, the whole thing was just like, come on. <laughs> Cartoon porn without anyone noticing.
0: Yep, oh. rule 34. Okay,
1: right? Rule 34, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bye. Well, guys. I want to again thank my guest tonight, Key Barrett, for sharing his wisdom with us. Thank you to all the callers and those of you who wrote in with your questions. Thank you to everybody in the chat. My God, we had tons of people in chat. Literatrix, Kaya, Sorinda was there. The Puppet Prince was there. Hushes was there. Um, Lynn from Phone Sex Secrets. Like it just It's endless. There were so many people in chat. Thanks, you guys. Um, and thank you, of course, to you, dear listener. Thank you for listening in either now or later on. Um, When you get the chance, there's some new articles on the review, all in response to some great questions you guys have been writing in, such as, what is a financial domination debt contract, and the top six reasons cuckolding can kill a relationship. We were just kind of sort of brushing over that tonight. So pop over to the DrSueReview.com and get in on the conversation, because there's a ton of comments on there, too. Also, starting later this week, I will be releasing my Halloween audios as chosen by the fine folks on Twitter. So follow me on Twitter. You guys can determine the next audios that come out. My Twitter is obviously at Dr. Dr. Sue. Um, One of the audios is going to be Tickle Torture, and the other one is going to be a Halloween Hypno. But be forewarned, the Halloween Hypno is not for fragile male egos. It is chock full of misandry. So, stay tuned on Night Floor and Gum Road, and of course on the Dr. Sue Review, which is where all my audios are. Um, and let's see, what have I got here? Till next time, let's see. I have some words of wisdom that I really want you guys to hear because this is actually very good. Remember that in life, it's important to know when to stop arguing with people and simply let them be wrong. <laughs> Until the next show, you guys, remember, be grateful and be happy. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.